0: Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in this video, in this podcast today, I'm gonna be talking about the potential for confiscation of precious metals. And there's a couple different reasons that I'm bringing this up. First of all, I wanna try and make it clear in this video that the potential for confiscation of, of silver and of gold is not a good reason to not buy physical gold and silver in the first place. In fact, I think it's a great reason to buy it. Uh, for a couple of reasons we'll be discussing this video second of all i want to talk about where my real concern lies in terms of government actions against precious metals and it's not confiscation at this point point. and finally i want to talk about why you know the potential the possibility of confiscation really drives on the point of why physical silver and gold in your own possession is so important But 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 first of all talking about uh, those that choose not to buy silver and gold because of this possibility. You know, I had a uh, uh, an individual that I was talking to a while back about uh, silver. Of course, I have a silver YouTube channel. I was talking to him, you know, hey, uh, have you ever thought about investing in it? Have you ever thought about buying it? And I gave him a couple of different reasons why. It kind of made a, a bit of a, a sales pitch, I guess, if you will, for silver as a whole. I wasn't trying to sell from a specific, specific place. Sure, I could give affiliate codes. Maybe I did, but it was more so... I, I care about you. I care about your future. And I think this is something that would line up well with kind of your own ideology and your own, I guess, uh, from, from what I can tell about you as a person. Um, and his response uh, kind of caught me off guard because it wasn't one that I'd heard very often when I talked to people about this. It, it wasn't so much an, an apathy towards silver and gold. It was more so that he was afraid or he was thinking that if he were to buy silver, if he were to buy gold, uh, in the future it wouldn't really matter because silver, uh, the, the government could just choose to confiscate that silver or gold. And, and I tried to explain that's not a very valid argument. Uh, the possibility of that happening is, is not very high, but he, he ultimately didn't at that point in time. Now, since then, he has actually bought some some physical silver, which I think is is great. I think it's a great choice uh, for, for just about anybody to make. But you know, at the time, he was worried about that whole confiscation idea, and the whole idea of confiscation. You know, this kind of gets into my third point as well—the the point of why physical silver and gold is so important in the first place. You know, if the government were to put out an order to confiscate privately owned uh, silver and/or gold, um, you got to understand that there's a pretty low likelihood of this becoming a door-to-door raid type situation. No. I mean, first of all, the government is going to start with where the easy pickings are. And where are the easy pickings when it comes to silver and gold? Well, there's a couple. First of all, you have exchanges, uh, the the you know, exchanges like the COMEX and, and various other commodity exchanges within our borders, and of course this applies to various other countries. Most of my viewers come from the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, New Zealand, etc. So I mean this can apply to your own individual country, but there's exchanges. There are private vaults uh, custodian accounts whatever you want to call them where people pay to have silver and gold stored there in in you know a segregated account or whatever Uh, that would be easy pickings if it's within their own borders they could use their laws to seize that silver seize that gold and then finally you have you know other types of, of of holdings for instance uh silver or gold that backs uh uh uh, financial assets such as like SOV or GLD, you know, if those are indeed backed by a significant amount of physical, well, that would be the easy pickings as well. As far as as raids on your house to to take the silver and gold, uh, that would be, I think, very risky by the government to, to do that. I'm not saying that they wouldn't confiscate it if they came upon it, but I think it would become more of a situation of, well, if you are um, a, a member of a unwanted group, and, and you're caught up in some other criminal investigation. If they happen to search your house and find it, search your property, etc., then that could be a criminal charge. But I don't think it's gonna be a door to door type situation because you got to understand that as far as silver and as far as gold go, physical silver and gold. If they need it, you know, if it's not so much that they just want don't want people to own it, but if they actually need it for the war effort or for whatever purposes, for for re- reserves for money, whatever. They can find quite a bit through those sources that I just mentioned. Um, going door to door, they could, but it'd be very risky to ask uh, SWAT teams, ask uh, police officers, ask whoever to do that. Not to mention, even if you know only one percent of the population here in the U.S. or Canada or whatever owns precious metals, you know that's still you know, millions of people. Uh, that that'd be, I think. Um, something that the average uh, American would, would not be a huge fan of, especially uh, because it just makes the government— it's really poor optics for the government. Um, I think it'd be more so that they would make it illegal. You know, people—cops, uh, uh, occasionally they do, you know, drug busts where they go to knocking down people's door and looking for for, for drugs. Um, but, but they don't, you know, if, if they have information, generally speaking, if they have information that somebody is potentially, you know— uh, owns or uses some uh, illicit drugs. They generally don't go door to door knocking down every, you know it's usually the big ones. And so maybe if you know if you're a big silver and gold owner, I guess I could put a target on your back. But again, it's a uh, it's 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 unlikely in my opinion. I'm not saying we won't ever get to that situation, but if we do, you know there are ways you could protect yourself, there's ways you could relocate that precious metals, whatever. Um, and, and potentially avoid that, uh, and that's very a very dystopian future, far worse than where we're at right now. But I think the possibility of that, and certainly the fear of of that happening, as as a reason not to buy silver and gold, I, I don't think that's a great reason. In fact, you know, if they were to ever put out that type of an order. Um, first of all, as I said, that's a reason to own it in your own possession, not to just buy SLV or GLD, uh, uh shares or to, to have it in a custodian vault or whatever. Cause those are easy pickings. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. Um, it could just as easily be conf- confiscated by some financial institution as, as it would be in government and some sort of, 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 uh, you know, financial meltdown, um, But also, you know, if the government doesn't want you to own something like that, like silver, like gold, something that is totally harmless, something that is, uh, uh, you know, if anything, uh, represents liberty, represents freedom from uh, a country's currency, from a country's financial system, then that's reason to buy it, to to be part of, I guess, the resistance, part of this this monetary revolution I talk about, maybe one of the the most uh, uh, nonviolent non-confrontational way, ways of, of revolution ever. You know, I'm sure a lot of my viewers are never the type to to march down Main Street uh, carrying a big banner. You guys aren't the, maybe some of you guys, are maybe the militia types, I don't know. But if you aren't, that's fine. Silver and gold are a great way to resist the government, resist its monetary system while holding it in your own physical possession without ever carrying out any sorts of acts of violence or anything like that. Um, so that's absolutely a reason to buy Now, as I said earlier, I, okay, those are kind of the two reasons. Two of the reasons. First of all, or two of the reasons I'm bringing this up. First of all, it's another reason to own it in your own physical possession rather than have it at a vault or or whatever. The other thing is I, I want to drive home the point of the fear of confiscation is not something you should be all that afraid of if you have it in your own physical possession because you've got much bigger things on your plate. The country has much bigger things on its plate if it comes to to door to door raids. Uh, but the other thing I want to talk about. Is why I'm not all that concerned about confiscation, me personally. I don't see that happening anytime soon in the United States or any of these countries I mentioned, but it's, you know, even the United States, which I'm maybe the most familiar with in terms of political landscape. It's just not something I see as being very likely. Um, I'm more concerned about other uh, acts that the uh, government can, can institute to discourage. The use of silver and gold as an alternative to fiat currency, and and so what what am I talking about here? Well, at the basic level, uh, the the, they can do things like uh, tax the sale of uh, silver and gold, the purchase of silver and gold. That's a really basic one, and we've already seen it, you know, in some. Um, jurisdictions here in the United States. There's other jurisdictions that have uh, passed laws, states that have passed laws that, that prohibit the collection of sales tax on on silver and gold uh, w- when it's being purchased. Um, but, but those types of situations, you know, if, if the government were to pass a countrywide law where it enforces a 5% or 10% or whatever type of tax on the sale of silver and gold, that is very much would be something that would discourage the, the sale of silver and gold. So I mean, you got to keep in mind that that would mean local coin shops would have to do that, unless they they want to fear the the possibility of of uh, uh, of charges against them for, for tax evasion, etc. cetera. Online dealers obviously would have to comply with that. Even things like selling it through Facebook or, or eBay or whatever that would have to comply with it. You know, you'd be relegated to to like face to face meetings, right? Or just really shady dealings. And and then there's a lot of risk for 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 both the buyer and the seller in those types of situations. It's Far, far from an ideal situation um, and, and you see this in a lot of like European countries for instance you know the UK uh, I guess I'm not familiar with all the different EU member states but the UK for example you know they have their value-added tax on a lot of silver and gold products and we're talking like 20 percent right which means that you're limited to very few products you can buy which sucks but but if you do want to buy some other product you're talking a 20 percent added premium 20 percent value added tax that sucks and that's a great way for the government to discourage the use of real money so those are the types of things and that's that would be one of the basic things that i'd be concerned about you know beyond that the U.S. government or some other government could uh, make it illegal to own a certain quantity of silver and gold, let's say more than a couple ounces of gold, more than a couple hundred ounces of silver, because of some bogus you know, terrorist financing, money laundering drug trade reasons right those types of fear to you know the whole idea of you know hey if in some places you know if cops pull you over and they find out that you're carrying a couple thousand dollars in cash they can confiscate that or they can they can arrest you on suspicion of of drug charges or whatever which is ridiculous i mean they don't need to have any other evidence other than a large bundle of cash um same thing goes for silver and gold right uh if the government if the media wanted to to discourage the ownership of precious metals well Let's let's talk about how the, the Mexican or the Colombian trade drug trade um is is uh, you know, their new asset of choice isn't cryptos anymore, it's it's silver or it's gold, right? Uh and and then anybody that owns silver and gold could be, you know, under suspicion of being part of the drug trade. And so they could, you know, make it uh, illegal to to transport so much at once or even to own so much of it at once or purchase too much silver or gold at once. You know, these are very, I think, far more realistic than just straight up confiscation. But even if there was some sort of move against the ownership of precious metals, uh, I, again, there might be a, I, a grandfathering clause too, where, where you have a government ban you know, this is, again, just shy of confiscation. They could ban the sale or the purchase of precious metals without actually saying you can't own it. It's just that, you know, for all intents and purposes, you can't do anything with it unless you're doing it on the black market, right? Um, And so they could say, you know, the the private citizen can't do it. Sure, big banks, you know, big financial institutions, they can trade futures, they they can store in vaults, or maybe they'd say, hey, you can can own silver and gold, but you only can do it through these... uh, uh, SLV or GLD type products, or or you have to hold in a vault, but you can't, you know, buy or sell the physical stuff. Again, for some of the reasons I talked about, but really I think it would come down to defense of their own fiat currency, right? Same thing goes for things like cryptocurrencies, where I'm not a huge fan of cryptos. You guys know that. Um, it, it's a little more complicated than that. I'm not going to get into it right now, but do I think that crypto should be outlawed? No, absolutely not. You know, in fact, I heard, uh, who is it? I think you pronounce it Mario. Not Mario, but Mario from, uh, uh, from his YouTube channel, uh, Maneco 64 right? Um, he, he's got a pretty great YouTube channel that you can check out. And, and he was talking about his idea of, you know, an ideal monetary system. And he talked about it being a market. And I think that's a great summation of how I've always felt about it, kind of an ideal situation for currencies where you have all these different potential currencies. You have things as basic as just a barter system. And then things like precious metals, cryptocurrencies, private banks, even governments, right? Governments can have their own currencies. You have all of those things competing with each other, but they're on even footing, right? You don't have a government currency and then everything else, right? Because that's how it works right now. I mean, what are some of the major things that the U.S. government uh, or the U.S. dollar benefits from, well, first of all, it has things like the fact that it's used for, for a large amount of worldwide trade, uh, especially the oil trade. But even here in the United States, you have to pay your taxes in U.S. dollars. If you're buying bonds, you got to buy them in U.S. dollars and then you know eventually redeem that for U.S. dollars. Government workers are paid in U.S. dollars. And so you know it's already got a head up on the competition. But then they have all sorts of laws like, hey, cryptocurrencies, the profits on those, they have to be taxed. Like, wait, what? I thought this was a cryptocurrency. Like... Um, do, do I have to pay a tax on, uh, 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 you know, if, if I own the dollar and the dollar appreciates versus other currencies by 10%? Um, generally speaking, no. Uh, and so it's just, you know, they and, and cryptos, are, you know, I think that type of legislation will continue. Again, for the reasons I cited earlier. They'll say it's part of the drug trade, it's part of terrorist financing, it's part of money laundering, whatever it is. The mob, they'll think up some reason to say that cryptos are bad and that ownership of them is equal to criminality, which is totally false. And I think the same could be made true for silver and gold. So that's what I'm concerned about. Things like limits on the ownership of silver and gold, large amount of taxes, things that discourage the ownership without outright calling for a ban on the ownership or the confiscation of silver and gold. That's what I'm concerned about. That's what I see potential in the future for silver and gold. But again, this is not a reason to shy away from silver and gold for me personally. That's a reason to buy silver and gold because those laws are only going to last as long as the government that puts them in place. And and I think the US government uh is 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 uh dated. It's 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 past its peak. It's on the way down from from its its ascent during much of the 20th century. Um it's it's on the downslope. And I, I think uh um you know the legitimacy of it as a government. I mean you look at a country like Venezuela, I don't know what the legality of of owning silver and gold is in Venezuela. But it absolutely can be used on the black market, just like the dollar can be used on the black market. And if it means the survival of my family, family uh, if it means putting food on the table, then absolutely there's going to be a market for it as more and more people turn against these, you know, tyrannical laws coming from a tyrannical government. People at some point, well, I, I shouldn't say this, people can be lemon, lemmings. They can be, you know, the, the classical sheeple. They can follow, sure. But not all people are stupid and when people see government banning something like silver and gold, which at their core are, are not only represent freedom, liberty, but, but also entirely harmless, um, people will wake up, they'll realize this is unjustified, uh this is not you know, worthy of, of punishment of, of criminal charges. So uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this down below in the comment section. Is this something you've thought about? Is this something you're concerned about? Or is, as, as I am, are you more concerned about things like taxes or other laws used to discourage the ownership of silver and gold? Let me know down below in the comment section. You know, as always, I'd like to thank you guys all from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to the podcast, and God bless.